You know, over the generations, rock and roll has been about having a good time, getting up and dancing. But when you do it right, it's also about, you know, making the right people feel a little uncomfortable and challenging conventional wisdom and shaking up the status quo. And here's a perfect example of that. I'm really glad we're able to make connections with our next guest who's here with us en route to Springfield. He'll be speaking tonight at the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Museum. His band and its name kicked off a uh, legal battle that went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. Simon Tam is here with us. He is the author of the book Slanted, How an Asian American Troublemaker Took on the Supreme Court. Simon, welcome to the program. Thanks for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. Well, take us back to the beginning of this. Uh, you know, you're a, you're a rock and roller who wound up becoming a, a symbol of a, a real legal fight here about free, spree, free speech. So uh, how did this happen and how did your band become the ve- venue to uh, take a, a word that some people viewed as offensive and to fight to defend it all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court? It seems like a lot of it happened like an accident. I mean, like many people who start a band, you don't do it thinking you're going to go to the Supreme Court or turning around a 70-year-old law. But, you know, it was really kind of a strange moment when my attorney told me that we couldn't register the trademark because the government thought it could be offensive, even though we were already touring all across the country at a lot of Asian American festivals. So we were like, who did they find offensive? You and, know? and I want to jump, jump in for a second because I, I don't think we uh, fully, at least I didn't fully explain what we're talking about here. The name of the band, you were called <laughs> The Slants. How did the name, yeah. how did the name come about? Well, it started out as kind of a joke. I asked people, you know, what's the thing you think all Asian people have in common? And uh, oftentimes it would say slanted eyes, which I was like, it's interesting, but it's not true. Like, not all Asian people have slanted eyes. But then I thought, what if we could take this and flip the slur upside down and give it new meaning and and have a new relationship with the, the kind of stereotype and use it as a way to, you know, have a more of a nuanced discussion about what it can actually mean? Did did the crowds get it at first, or, or did you get a backlash for, from having a name like that? No, we never actually had any backlash. Uh, as far as like the Asian community, they all got it, because they, they, our community's been using it for about 30, 40 years. We had like the Slant Film Festival and the Slanted Kings of Comedy Tour and on and on. And then for other people... If they didn't understand it, they would ask us, and then sometimes they would they would be like, oh, "So why are you called the slant?" Like almost cautious about it, <laughs> which was really funny for us because then we could say, "Well, you know," because a lot of people assume that we all slant eyes, but it's not true, and this is what our experience is like. So what then happened uh, that that led to this legal fight? Everything's going along great. The crowds get it. You got a fan base. Everything's going well. What finally uh, tripped the switch on this? Well, that was when we met an attorney, and everything went wrong when that happened. So, <laughs> like it usually does. But he, he says, hey, you should apply to get a trademark for your name because it's very common for bands to do. It's actually really important if you want to get certain deals and that sort of thing. And so we applied, but we got rejected by the government. The U.S. Patent Office issues trademarks, and, and they said you couldn't have one for the name of your band. Correct. Yeah, they were using an old law called Section 2A of the Lanham Act, which says you can't use trademarks that uh, might be considered disparaging if if they think like the majority of the people in that group might be offended by it. 
You know, it, it seems like this is something that is well-intentioned, I guess. Um, uh, and so y- your legal argument is well-intentioned is, is fine, but the government doesn't get to decide what's offensive or not? What, what exactly was the, the case you were making as you uh, took this to the U.S. Supreme Court? Well, by the time we got to the Supreme Court, we basically said the law constituted viewpoint discretion, uh, discrimination. In other words, if the government says, like, some things are good and some things are bad, they're making a decision based on their viewpoint, like what's acceptable or not. And so that's actually unconstitutional under the First Amendment. You know, uh, this also came up in recent years with a discussion about whether what is now known as the Washington football team could trademark its then team name, the Redskins, another term that a lot of people find very problematic. And I, and I know you've been asked about this before and you're not a, not a big fan of being, you know, in any way lumped together with with Dan Snyder. Uh, but, uh, you know, are there situations where uh, a, a law like this, a policy like this would, would be OK, should should be allowed? If, if a neo-Nazi punk band wants to call itself, let's kill all the N-words or something, should they be allowed to, or do some things cross a line? Well, I think it's important to understand that getting a, or even if you don't get a trademark, you're you're still allowed to use the term. So, you know, football teams and neo-Nazis could still use offensive content legally. They just can't get a registered trademark for it. And I think at the end of the day, we have to sometimes accept that some people are going to say bad things or abuse our rights, but it's more important to protect the rights of the marginalized. And that's what the First Amendment's all about. Like, it's not to kind of censor all speech, but to open up speech so that viewpoints can be debated, they could be debunked, they could actually be countered. We're talking with Simon Tam. He is the author of Slanted, How an Asian American Troublemaker Took on the Supreme Court. He'll be talking about it tonight at the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Museum. We'll have details uh, about that in, in just a moment here. So this case gets all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, and you win. And so then what happened? Well, <laughs> It's a little anticlimactic. We we went on tour, we released an album, and then we decided to retire. We we wanted to stop doing live rock and roll band touring and focus on our nonprofit because we actually started a new organization that would basically use our resources and our platform to empower another generation of like Asian American artists who want to incorporate some activism into the work. And so now I work with about 150 different artists all around the world. And we're helping fund films and music and theater uh, productions. And we're just really trying to help mentor them and usher them in and so that our community's voices and experiences can be heard. That, and that, it's super timely because Illinois became the first state to actually mandate Asian American history taught in schools. So, you know, it, it's really exciting to be able be able to be a part of that. You know, let me ask you about that, because, yeah, that's a big deal here in Illinois, while in other states we're seeing laws getting passed to uh, regulate what history can be taught or to remove some discussions of civil rights history or women's suffrage and things from from classrooms. Uh, Is this something that you're encountering in in terms of Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders? Is there uh, a backlash to the the gains that, that are being made? I think there are always going to be some people that push back, but those people don't realize that Asian American history is American history. 
that we've been in this country since the 1700s and we've built a lot of the infrastructure that we know of today and we've been very influential in terms of some of the most major Supreme Court cases actually came from Asian Americans. And so I think it's more that people are afraid that like by lifting up our voices, it will kind of eradicate other people or they think it's some kind of liberal agenda when that's not necessarily true. Like we're, we're all part of this country. And I think if we really want to appreciate and fully understand American history, we have to understand the struggles and victories of all of the communities involved in it. We uh, we played uh, part of your uh, song Level Up on the show yesterday. Wow, what a great tune, by the way. And I would play a little bit more of it this morning. My computer is acting up on me uh, a little bit. Uh, but but terrific stuff. And I love the, uh, you know, the, the 80s synth vibe to it and everything. You talked about how you're really, you know, working in, in mentoring and, and helping young artists come along. But but are you still, you know, involved in the creative process yourself? Are you uh, involved in music or, or other uh, artistic projects? or are you really now more the the behind the scenes guy? I will, I've always been kind of the behind the scenes guy as the bass player, but <laughs> I, I'm still involved with writing. So, you know, I, it was a little difficult since the rest of my band is based in Oregon and I'm based in Ohio. So we basically spent the last year and a half composing music via Zoom calls. And now uh, we're actually working on that new release. So we're going to be having something pretty new soon, but what I found to be really exciting is like, instead of just having our core band members, we're actually going to feature talent from across this country from a, a lot of the musicians that we work with and mentor. So it's going to be uh, even more dynamic and diverse in terms of like the voices you hear and the instruments being played. And it's going to be really fun. Like as a creative, this is like unlocking even more notes and colors and everything else to to kind of play with. Uh, we've given a, a very basic kind of rundown uh, of what you went through in the story you uh, outline in your book. You'll have uh, a lot more detail uh, to share and, and in- insights along the way when you appear tonight at the Abraham Lincoln uh, Presidential Museum. So tell us a bit about that appearance. Uh, there'll be a book signing opportunity. And according to the notes I have, maybe even a musical performance in there. What's going to happen tonight? I, I'm bringing my bass. I have it packed next to me right now. <laughs> and my guitarist is coming with me. So what we're going to do is basically do our spin on like a one or one and a half man show on, on in theater. We're going to involve a lot of songs and a lot of stories and kind of bring those two worlds together. So as I kind of speak about my own personal journey and what it was like to kind of fight for this uh, for our rights and for the name of the band at the Supreme Court, we're going to also weave in some of the music we've written that kind of bring those things to life. This is a free event this evening. You can watch it virtually or you can attend in person. Go to presidentlincoln.illinois.gov for details. At 6.30 tonight, uh, and Simon Tam is making his way to Springfield as we speak. But, Simon, thank you for taking a few minutes to tell us uh, about it. And uh, welcome to Springfield. Looking forward to having you here tonight at the Presidential Museum. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it. And real quickly, too, uh, the book, Slanted, uh, available online, bookstores. How do people find the book? Yeah, bookstores anywhere. Um, I definitely support local bookstores, but, you know, you could always go for for that big, giant store that everyone buys from anyway, <laughs> if you want to. And uh, actually, copies available this evening, too, so people could actually buy a copy there tonight and then get it signed by you. Yeah, and uh, we got CDs and a bunch of other fun stuff, hoodies and that sort of thing. Definitely check it out tonight at the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Museum, 630. Simon Tam is the author of Slanted. Simon, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Great to talk to you. Thank you so much.